0: Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere you rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work. Now, I'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort. And who doesn't prefer things that are easy? Well, the first step, my friends, can be very easy, and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view, which in itself will increase your curiosity in life. Now, exercising your mind won't give you all the answers. You will, however, begin to look at things with more peace, understanding, and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life. Now, before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And to be honest, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So, whether or not you're diagnosed, or know someone who's diagnosed, or have symptoms, or just wanna know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. E-L-E, everybody love everybody. This is your home, no judgment zone. Welcome to Medicine Ball. I appreciate you this week's episode season three episode 19 art of the ear let's go yeah yeah let's get right into it continuing this fourth of the five-part series the leadership series titled leader in you uh really quick I let you guys know pretty much last week that next week I'll do the uh fifth and final part of this series and then I am going to wrap season three um I have a lot of things that I have been blessed with and a lot of tasks and a lot of things, just, just a whole bunch of good stuff that's going on in my life and also associated with medicine ball, uh, this whole mental health message in the podcast and, um, even though it's going to be a break, it's not really a break. It's more of a pause on this so that I can equally focus my attention in other areas and other places that will ultimately work together to build this whole thing up. All right. So I'm not going to hold y'all too long. Let's go. Art of the Ear Leadership Series. Now, if you want to become somebody who's an effective leader and by effective, I mean that you're able to get those that you're leading or in charge of to accomplish the bigger goal with the least amount of turbulent stress or pushback. Now, when it comes to Uh, You know my study of scripture Religion and verses and all of that I always am very transparent in saying like I'm not to the point where I can just pull a scripture By the number and all of that But there are a few that I really really have Remembered and locked into And my top scripture is And right now This is my favorite scripture It's going to come in the book of James chapter 1 verse 19 And I say to you this My brothers and sisters Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and even slower to anger. Now, I can't speak for everybody else when they say they have favorite scriptures or favorite sayings from the Bible or things of that nature. But when I say it, like literally, I have a reminder that comes up in my face on my phone every single day that allows me to look at that scripture. And because of that, I'm hyper aware of it, right? Even if you don't want to use the spiritual uh, version of what's going on, we can use the scientific, man. I look at it every day. I repeat it every single day and for those of you who need a little bit more of a layman's terms all that saying is like think before you speak think about how you act take time to listen to the other person and don't get angry during it and the rest of that verse actually goes on to speak about how human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God wants out of us so with that being said let's get uh deeper into this so let's talk about conversations real quick right so what's actually happening in most conversations, especially the ones that are rocky or where somebody uh, says, you're not listening to me. And I'm gonna get into that in a second is that there is a war of words going on. And I don't mean in like the sense of where people are like, oh, I'm using big words. No, I'm meaning in the sense of just like how we use our words, what we say, how we deliver it, how we want it and so forth and so on. And what happens is, typically in those type of situations is when people are going back and forth. And the reason I call it the war of the words is because the first thing that happens is somebody gets offended. Right. They get offended. And it's usually the person who feels like or thinks that the person that they're speaking with isn't listening. And when I say get offended, not in the sense that they verbalize it, because that's what we're about to get into. That's the issue. We don't talk about our feelings during while they're happening. But like they start thinking this person doesn't care about me. Or they start thinking this person is selfish and that leads to other feelings, which eventually leads to getting upset. And then from offended, it goes to an offensive. Right. So when I say offensive, I say uh, like, you know, people start talking louder, uh, purposely not listening, talking more, uh, saying uh, trigger words or saying things that they know is going to freeze the person up or gain their attention. And back to what I just said, since we aren't voicing out these feelings as they're happening, it's easy to disregard them or overlook them and they're actually triggers. And then just like I said, sooner or later, you're bound to hear someone say, well, you're not listening to me. Now, we already talked about people getting offended and then getting offensive. But, you know, I'm a to I'm I'm just speak for myself. Me personally, even now to this day, and I have a little bit of a better understanding of what's going on, like. I tend to get defensive when someone says I'm not listening, right? So now you got somebody getting offensive, offended, defensive, and all of a sudden it's a war. It's a back and forth. It's a battle. And to be more specific, because, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show, how we as humans say things and say terms and phrases and whatnot that are actually correct, but we're not thinking of them in the correct way. So what's actually going on is there's a disconnect. And you'll hear people say that, well, we're having a disconnect here. Think about when you're on the phone, when you can't hear someone and the phone may hang up, it says disconnected. So think about that. There's a disconnect that's going on. Now, um, I did some more research and study. And uh, as I said, if you're a person who's mindful and into empathy and just, you know, kind of trying to make sure that conversations and interactions with people go as amicable and smoothly as possible, you're going to know, you know, about the different types of listening or the listening types and You know, chances are, even if you're not into being mindful and all that other stuff, you've come across a job or something like that to where at some point or another, they talk about listening and so forth and so on. Right. So when it comes to the listening types, they're called many different names. They're used in many different forms. And a lot of times some of them can get jumbled together. So I have four and I feel like they're four most people have heard and we're going to get into them now. So the first one is passive listening. Passive listening, and that's listening without any effort, right? So I give an example of maybe being in a seminar or something like that, but you're on Facebook or scrolling through your phone, you're listening, but you're not putting any effort into it. It's passive. The next one is called selective listening. And that's the kind of listening when you're um really thinking about what you're going to say next. Right. So you're almost listening for um rebuttals. I watch battle rap and they do a lot of selective listening before they battle their opponent. They listen to their rounds selective so they can pick it apart. And during the rounds, they do selective listening and the better battle rappers can rebuttal. So that's where you're pretty much thinking about what you're going to say next. And that's important because we're going to get into multitasking. All right. The uh third type of listening is active. Now, this one is often confused or jumbled with the next one we're going to get into but active listening is where you're listening to and for what matters most to the other person so you're listening to what matters to them right and it's close to the next one but you know if you're in uh I don't know leadership or you know uh, corporate America just a job that you know you'll hear people refer to a 80/20 ratio 80 20 ratio. And the reason for that is because you're listening for what matters most or what their, the per other party's reasoning is. Now, that one gets jumbled with this next one, which a lot of people aren't familiar with. And if they are familiar with it, they stride away from it because it is uh, complicated and difficult. And that is perceptive listening. And this is the type of listening where you hear and interpret the words, but you also consider what the other person is thinking and more specifically, the things that they aren't saying, right? So perceptive listening, that's reading between the lines. And it is that one which gets confused with active listening. And I believe the reason is um, active listening is looking at like, you know, putting force effort into the other person, but perceptive listening takes it to the very next level. And, you know, me, per- so let's go ahead and get into that, right? So perceptive listening, right? Now, um, mind you, me particularly, I think that I'm ahead of the game in that particular uh, listening type. And there's a couple of reasons for it. And that's why I want to go ahead and speak on it. So one of the main reasons is that I practice other languages and tone inflection, which is something that I think that I key in on a lot more than people, you know, the average person to I key in on tone inflection right cuz you can't always be there to look at somebody especially with the pandemic going on but how they're saying it and furthermore when you're in a leadership role you want to pay attention to those tones because later on down the road if you crack a joke or you're trying to fill someone out to kind of see how you can approach it something as simple as the tone being different with something that they normally say will give you a key and that's what perceptive thinking is about so um with me outside of the fact that I practice additional languages is I call it producer ear, right? Like music production. I call it producer ear. And because I deal with music production and I know about levels and filling in gaps and actually to get more specific note placement, half steps, quarter steps, throwing the ear off and things of that nature. I think that makes me more perceptive because even when I listen to music, Right. And I'm going to get into this because these are some things you can practice to help you get better. Like I hear the music differently. I feel the music differently. I hear that little in the background that everybody else don't hear. And that's through the lyrics and through all the other things that are going on. I think that helps me. And another thing that helps me is just the mindfulness of, uh, you know, meditation. And, you know, I talked about this previously mindfulness when it comes to dealing with other people is knowing what you're doing or saying why you're doing and what you're saying, knowing that you're doing and be aware of it and do it anyway. And what's really going on when you incorporate all of these things, a couple of things going on. Number one, we talked about this earlier, really from the start with this leadership series is In order to be able to know this about people when you're having a conversation with them, you have to invest in them. So you can't always walk up to situations where you know nothing about the person or you haven't observed them first and put these into gear. You can, but if you're in the peanut gallery, right, new to exercise in your mind it's highly unlikely. But when you're using perceptive listening, uh, which is incorporated with being a perceptive thinker, it allows you to re- what you're really doing is you're investing in the per- per- person because the average person doesn't care if, if, if someone's tone is going up or down or well, what they do, but only in a taking it in a, an offensive way. Like my mother used to side no, my mom used to always be like, um, lower your octave. Right. So when you hear that right off the bat and now, mind you, this is when I was younger and I didn't really know music terms. You're thinking that you're yelling. But my mom, what she meant was my voice was getting too high pitched. So I, you know, again, shouts out to mom. But that made me a little bit more aware of it. And again, the thing is, when you do all of this, you're connecting with the person. Right. You're getting to know the person because that's what it's all about connecting. Now, pause for a second. Let's hit that word connect. Right. Connect, uh, Lou's definition is to bring together or into contact so that a real or notional link is established. Let's take it a step further. The Latin origin. So in Latin, connect is connectere. And the meaning of that is joined together. And that's formed from con, meaning together, and nectere, meaning to tie or to bind. So you're connecting with the person when you're using this perceptive listening. Now, let's spin back around to what always happens in some of these difficult conversations. Someone says, you aren't listening to me. Now, me understanding this and using this, I understand that what they really are saying is not that you physically aren't hearing them. You're not understanding. You're not feeling them. Right. You're not seeing it from their point of view. And that can. And again, this is real deep thinking, but that could be something as simple as maybe you nodding your head. So let's go back to, you know, the types of listening. Maybe you uh nodding your head when you're doing, um you know, active hiss- listening, right? Or maybe you're saying, I feel you. Maybe they don't want to hear, I'm sorry. Maybe they want to hear specifically, I feel you. And the, you know, it's an ego thing as well, because most people are like, I know me, particularly in these situations, I'll be knowing what the person means and what they want me to say. And because I get in my, my, my feelings, my ego entitled, I'm like, I'm just not going to say that specific thing. But that means that the conversation has already gone off track and it's already a full fledged war. Right. But when people say you aren't listening to me for me, that's it. That, that keys me in and kicks me into a mode where I go into perceptive, perceptive listening, because I'm like, okay, hold up. Let me, let me, cause I am listening. I didn't talk for 15 minutes straight. And I said one thing and they said, I'm not listening. Obviously, there's something else going on here. So with all that being said, man, I want to help you become a better perceptive listener, especially if you are a leader. This is crucial and effectively getting to a goal together or as a squad. All right. So let's get right into it. So I want to give you guys three ways that you can start practicing to be a more perceptive listener. And I guarantee you it will you know, you'll walk away from even difficult conversations Being able to sleep at night, which is what I try to do, like, okay, well, hey, it just, you you know, because let me be clear. Medicine ball won't solve all your problems. It won't solve all your problems, but it'll raise your success rate, all right? So three ways you can practice being a more perceptive listener. Number one, and I kind of spoke to it, but I'm going to dumb it down a little bit. Listen to instrumentals. Now, for those who, of you who do not know, an instrumental is the music without the lyrics. So the karaoke music, <laughs> So, right? Listen to instrumentals. Now, me personally, I suggest classical music. You know what I mean? A little Beethoven. You know what I mean? A little Mozart. Listen to music without lyrics, right? The first thing that I do is that's going to remove one of the biggest distraction, distractions from it, the lyrics. And for the second reason is so that then, Count the sounds that you hear. So if you're listening to your favorite rap song, man, count how many sounds you hear. Okay, I hear a trumpet there. I hear a tuba there. I hear some shakers there. I hear a snare there. Count the sounds and do that consistently. And then you will, from there, move forward to being able to even hear that. This is producer ear, right? For those upcoming producers, you'll be able to hear it through the music and through the lyrics, um, which will, you know, help you to listen for things and it goes. OK, so let me pause. So that's number one. Listen to instrumental music, preferably classical and count the different sounds or the different instruments. Number two, which is kind of where I was going on the end of that, but I call it distance listening. Right. So in the previous example, number one an example of that would be like, OK, I hear the trumpets. And while you still hear the trumpets, you uh be like, OK, I hear. The trumpets. Oh, OK, now I hear the shakers distance listening. And this is a practice for those of you who don't want to do music. I can you can go outside. I go outside and do it all the time. You can go outside and do it. And you want to listen for things that are maybe within your eyesight. Right. Listen for just those things or just in your immediate eyesight and try to focus on that. So if you're outside and you want to say like one hundred fifty or one hundred yards and a little squirrel runs across within. it, OK, I see. I hear that squirrel. from there. I see. I, you know, I'm sure you guys can see where I'm going. You listen further out. So maybe two hundred yards, which is probably still within your visible range. All right. The squirrels on that one with with, within that 100. But here's a car coming down the street. I hear that car and so forth and so on. Now, it's going to take time. So the first time you try that, you're not going to be able to go too far because you're, you know, got to practice, exercise your brain. Right. But slowly, that will allow you to be able to hear for things within things, which is what perceptive listening is about when conversations happening hearing the words or understanding what they're really trying to express without them necessarily expressing it. The third thing, and I talked about this, and that's just tone focus. Or here's another one you can do, and I do this stuff a lot, and I used to think I was weird, but it has helped me uh tone focus where you listen to the tone of a person's voice right and not in a judging way but to get a sense of what they're feeling out of it and this is the other thing i do and it doesn't really have anything but it just helps you to focus on the person or the situation or conversation more i listen to the syllables i find myself you know listening to the syllables and how many syllables people are using in the conversations as well and again that one i'm not sure if there's i'm pretty sure there's something out of it that 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 can be gained scientifically, but to me, it just helps me to zoom in and focus more on the person, all right? So those are three things. I'm gonna tell you guys what this is all about and what those things really help you doing, and I'm gonna get up out of here. So that, again, was listen to instrumentals and count the sounds or instruments. Number two is distance, listening, 100 yards out, okay, what's it, so forth and so on. And number three, tone, focus, syllable focus of other people, even if it's not a serious conversation, just get in the habit of doing it. Now, what all of this is about is distractions. And a lot of times outside of, you know, what the person may be saying to us is we're dealing with distractions. And there's multiple distractions. There's where are we? What is the situation? What's the environment? Is it cold? Are we in a club? Is there music? Is there distractions? And then the bigger distractions, which we overlook are the distractions we face inside ourselves such as getting angry at the other person, judging what they're saying and why are they saying it in a way that's offensive to you and oh my gosh, they cut me off. Those are distractions. You can't be a perceptive thinker if you're thinking about distractions. And these um, ways and these practices I gave you will help you to start to listen effectively through distractions, right? And get to the root cause and be able to have more smoother and better conversations, all right? Yo, season three, episode 19, Art of the Ear, becoming a better listener. Um, part of the leadership uh, series we're doing, part four, and we'll be finalizing and finishing this series, as along with the season, next week with part five. Yo, we got to the end. Maybe you're somebody who, man, let's just get to it, man. Maybe you're somebody who stopped believing in yourself. And when you don't believe in yourself or you look at yourself in a negative way or negative light, it can be detrimental to anything you have going on. And Sometimes all you need is for somebody to believe in you or to tell you they believe in you, man. If you rocking with the Medicine Ball family, you already know, man, I believe in you. I promise you your breakthrough and things that you could possibly never imagine is always, always, always on the other side of adversity or something that's going to cause you to grow. All right. Keep your head up. Until next week, remember to go like, subscribe, share, follow me on all my social media platforms at Medicine Ball LS3, Medicine Ball LS, and the number three. Tell a friend to tell a friend like, subscribe, share, email this joint, all that good stuff. Y'all stay up. I love y'all. Yeah, yeah.